Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the worst idea of all time, or is it? My name is Tim Bat. My name is Guy Montgomery, and we've just watched Grown Up Sue for the 22nd time. Guy, I feel good about the movie, I feel good about seeing you, uh, I don't know where to begin, I don't know where to jump in this time, I'm just, I'm, I'm so, I'm full of life and vigour and enthusiasm. Yeah. Well, we had a l- little bit of difficulty sort of tracking each other down, or specifically you tracking me down. So it does it does feel like it's been a while, not only between viewings of the movie, but viewings of your lovely face on Skype, Tim. You hey, look healthy, you look happy. Thanks, it's so good to see you too. And actually, you're being projected right now onto a 100-inch screen, because I've set up a full high-def projector in my bedroom uh, in my new place. So this will be my new Grown Ups 2 viewing experience. The sound is great. Uh, the vision sh- is huge. That is in your room, that screen this behind is, you. This is my bedroom. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Can it's you, just a wall. Can, it's can, just yeah, a white no. painted wall. Can you play like Xbox on that screen? Yeah, I've got a PlayStation 3 hooked up right now. I'm looking at it. Yeah. Oh my God. That is like when I was 21 and in university and never left the house, all I did was masturbate and play Xbox 360. Well, God, that God, was God, my God, wet dream. Welcome. Welcome to welcome to Tim Bat's reality. Twenty-one-year-old Guy Montgomery's hope for the rest of his life. You are exactly where I wanted to be. How's Auckland? And more specifically, you are exactly where I want to be right now, Berlin, Germany. Tell me about it. It is wonderful. I tell you what, it was it is um, it's a real haven. There's lots of lovely, clean, green, open spaces like parks everywhere. And it's so cheap that no one works full time. Like everyone our age is just walking around drinking a beer all day, every day. Gorgeous. It's just like young, good looking people and everyone speaks English. My oh. German is horrible. That sounds phenomenal. That sounds like some kind of utopia. Yeah. Like even last night, what did we do? We went out for dinner. We got burgers. Pretty good burgers actually. Um and there was there was this like Spanish band who were walking around the street playing this really happy music, made for a really happy burger eating experience. And then we just went out and had some drinks. It was like we got home at like one thirty, just very casual, but on a Sunday night, you know. And that's the thing with big cities is there's always something to do every night. I guess people everywhere. Sometimes all it takes to make the perfect urban environment is to attempt to take over the world once and have some <laughs> ethnic cleansing and then be bitch slapped by the global community and have guilt. As part of your societal DNA, well, I, I I I find the guilt thing interesting. Like I was hanging out with some Germans the other night, and one of them made an. They said something like they are something Nazi. Yes, you know, like you know how you call people a grammar Nazi or something. They sure. said, is this something Nazi? And I sort of my ears pricked up because I don't think I've ever heard Germans throwing. You know, I was like, are you are you allowed to? It has been seventy years, but people don't forget. 
70 years, that's like one person's life. Yeah. That's like one normal length life. That's not very long. Yeah, it's I, not, especially like, considering but, what happened, which I don't need to uh, remind you guys because I know that you read books, but it was pretty serious. The, For those of you who the, don't know what Germany did, it was pretty full on. It was a pretty big deal. Uh, I'm so interested. I'd love to go and sit in on like a German history class in high school. Like, I think it gets really drilled into them. Like, we did a bad thing. Yeah. And it wasn't even you guys. Your your ancestors did a bad thing and you're still wearing that and you're going to wear it for ages. It's part of their curriculum, eh? Like, they, they have, to, they have yeah. to learn what went down. They have to. Which I dig. I dig that. Um, Guy, you're in one of the most amazing cities in the world. You're in the height of summer. What was your movie-watching experience this week? Grown Ups 2, number 22. How'd you feel? I I wouldn't say I loved it, but I felt, like, okay. I mean, it was a reasonable hour to watch the movie. It had probably been, what, like 10 days between viewings because of our scheduling conflicts. Mm. And it it was sort of, it felt... don't get me wrong, Tim. It's not a it's not a good movie. I haven't oh, no. had an about face on this. I mean, it's still I wouldn't describe it as watchable, but considering the circumstance, I'm in a pretty good mood. It's stinking hot outside, so it's quite nice and cool in the apartment. Um, I did. I feel jealous of you when we were watching the movies on Skype because you had like friends in the room with you. Yeah. And like, and then the video cut out an hour in, so. It's it, the the main issue I'm facing with doing this podcast from abroad is that it does just feel like I'm watching Grown Ups too by myself. Yeah, the loneliness factor when you are endeavouring to watch this film 52 times is, uh, it's quite big and it's quite dramatic and it's very depressing if you watch it by yourself. In fact, I'd recommend as much as possible, guy. Just I don't know how you'll manage to do it each time, but you really need to make sure you've got another person with you actually. Mm. Well, I sort of did. The two people who were staying in this apartment with me, Joe and Ryan, sort of split the shift. Um, both of them denounced the movie pretty much within 10 seconds of sitting down. Oh, I see. Which made it very difficult for me to... Con- like, Joe was just incredulous the whole time about why we're doing the podcast. And I actually couldn't explain it to her. Yeah, like, see... Usually I-, usually I can, but I was just like, well, I don't know. And she goes, why are you doing this? I, I, was, I, I had the exact same conversation with someone in my kitchen a, a, about 10 minutes before... Uh, before I set in uh, to chuck it up on a big 100-inch uh, 1080p yeah. screen. And, yeah, it's always a tough... It's a question that you and I, I think, we get a lot separately and sometimes together, um, and it's it's never been an easy one to answer. Why are we watching Grown Ups 2 52 times? There's no real answer. We got we got vague validation in the form of Paul Cassily on the, in the New Zealand Herald. The New Zealand Herald, the paper with the largest, uh, like, reach. Read it readership yeah. in the country they did a little piece on us i think i should find it and read it actually you paid really? for time yeah 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 okay i'll just tell you a few things i, I that happened throughout the week i've been seeing grown-ups too in other places oh, yeah. um i went to a lake two days ago and there was one side of the lake which you didn't pay for it was sort of just like you can climb over a fence and go down and go for a swim and hang out in a park mm-hmm. and on the other side was this huge like sort of party part of the lake like a whole lot of shirtless people playing volleyball and whatnot. And as they were playing volleyball, that song, Teach Me How to Dougie, yeah. was on. The same song that features in the lakeside party scene um, in Grown Ups 2. Yeah. And and then it's sort of, it's been getting bigger because I've started watching, I've watched a few episodes of a show called The Larry Sanders Show. Have you heard of this show? Yeah, I've heard of The Larry Sanders Show. I haven't watched Have it, you? but it's supposed to be quite funny. 
It's very good. So it's Gary Shandling, who's a comedian. Uh, he created a show, which is it's a fictitious late-night talk show. So you see snippets of that show, and then it's sort of like behind the scenes. Sort of like it's a precursor for 30 Rock. And Ricky Gervais actually cited it as a precursor for The Office as well. Wow. Um, and in one of the episodes of that, David Spade was a, a, appeared as himself, a young David Spade. This is 22 years ago. Wow. He's aged very well, by the way. He has, man. Because he's not a young um, man anymore. Any stretch no, I wonder if he's had work done, but yeah, and he was he was he was playing a young upstart comedian, um, in in the in the Larry Sanders show. That's so, cool. Just, was, so cool. And then the other one, what was the other one? Um, oh, the chick, the crazy chick, Summer Hayek's employee. Yeah, yeah. Did you ever get her name? On the, no, I should because on the flight over here from Barcelona, I watched an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm on the plane, and she was in it. Oh, true. She played like a nanny, a crazy lady. She's so funny in it. She God, plays it insane good. really well. I wonder if she is insane. Probably not. No, but. she's just got great acting chops. She can act. Anyway, did I pad for time enough? Can you share you did, this You did that beautifully. So um, Paul Kessler wrote this about a week ago. Uh, my recent attempts to round up the best New Zealand podcast... The one that is called the worst of idea, the worst idea of all time, turns out to be the best. That's pretty high praise, man. Uh, that's very flattering. There are other. Paul con- Kessley, for those of you who don't know, co-created Eating Media Lunch, which was like seminal in my upbringing. What does seminal mean? Um, important and early, I think. Yeah. Uh, he goes on to say there are other contenders, and Jeremy Wells as Mike Hosking is certainly going off right now, but it's part of a radio show. The worst idea of all time is a pure podcast and can only exist as such. This is the thing. Up-and-coming local comedians slash broadcasters, Guy Montgomery and Tim Batt, have set themselves the task of reviewing the film Grown Ups 2 once a week until they can't. They began this journey in mid-February and are still going strong. Grown Ups 2 is an Adam Sandler film, so no surprises that it's puerile as heck and comes packed with a star-studded cast and a CGI moose. (coughs) Excuse me. It received the most nominations of any film at the 2014 Razzies, the Oscars of crap films, but it was beaten out by the execrable Movie 43, and deservedly so. Uh, As Bat Montgomery have detected, Grown Ups 2, bad as it is, somehow comes alive via repeat viewing. I don't know if that's a discovery we've had. It's terrible, but compelling. Also, I suspect the insanity of forcing themselves to watch and review every week is akin to the madness suffered by people who decided to kayak the Tasman or rollerblade the length of the country. I Now, I, I'll, I'll, we don't need the rest of it. I mean, no, it's very flattering. But, but it's, you know, Google it, people. It's, I, I really enjoy the comparison that, that this is in the same sort of field of insanity as that, that kind of pursuit. You know? Yeah. It's definitely not as hard. We're just watching well, a think, shit I movie mean, a bunch of times. It is hard. I think. Yeah, it's but it's not as hard as kayaking the Tasman. I don't think we could compare ourselves uh, you know, to that. Well, I don't think the person who's kayaked the Tasman could compare what they're doing to watching Grown Ups 252 times. I think they're two unique and equally difficult uh, adventures or ventures. You think they're equally you, difficult? I, I do. I don't think anyone else in the world has watched the movie this many times. I'm actually going to have a world... I was thinking about it this morning. I'm going to have a world record when I get back from this trip as the man who's watched Grown Ups 2 in the most countries in the world. And I'm sure that I will have that alone. Yeah, I I think you're you're definitely right there. Because not even Adam Sandler will re-watch this movie. He made it and he moved on, I'm sure. There's not a doubt in my mind. no way Adam Sandler's travelling around the world watching Grown Ups 2 once a week. That you'll have the world record as the person who watched Grown Ups 2 in New Zealand the most number of times. That's, so, I mean, I don't, that's not a world record. 
We'll both be world record holders, which okay. is great. No, there you go. There you bloody go. So it's all worthwhile. Um, so, Guy, let's talk about the movie. Uh, it takes on... Uh, okay. A, okay, Tim. I'm just dying to. It takes on a new life when you when you have it as, as big as I had it. Uh, like, this is the truest sense that I got to how it must have been viewing it in a cinema. And yeah. um, it was pretty cool. It, I've got to say, it adds a bit of a new dimension. But what it really does as well is it highlights all the, all the stuff that doesn't work. Like, um, we've talked about it before, but Tim Meadows... Uh, during the last bit of the movie, the big party scene in the yard, when the speech is going on, I think, between the frat boys and some of the adults, Tim Meadows is just goofing off with his wife. He is off the clock. They're just chatting about something. Because there's a moment where everyone's supposed to be quite focused on something that someone else is saying, and he and his wife are just cracking funnies at each other. And when it's on a big screen, it's, it's clear as day. It would be, I'm actually, I, I agree. I think that's fine though. I think that by that stage in the movie, you've got a vague handle on the level of professionalism you need to bring. And obviously you could say as a paid actor, Tim Meadows should be bringing his A game 100% of the time. But he's been sort of, um, I don't want to use the turn of phrase, put through the ringer. But his character, the character that they gave him and the lines that they gave him, I'm pretty sure that by the time they were shooting this scene, if they shot it chronologically, it's the last scene. He's probably like, you know what? Fuck it. I, I've got this funny idea. I'd love to talk about before I forget it with this. <laughs> While we're rolling, actress wife. If we're rolling, it's okay. So be it. And it was. And it was okay. It wasn't. They weren't like, oh, we better do another take. Tim Meadows fucked it up by goofing around. This is what They're gets like, me. That's, that was exactly what we were looking for, Tim Meadows. That's what gets Perfect. me. That no one gave a shit enough to do a second take. So they either didn't yeah. notice, which wouldn't surprise me because why would you cast your eye too closely over this turd? Or they noticed it and went, eh. Eh. We could get everyone together again to reshoot the scene, or we could just use this take, in which the, it's the best looking of the lot. I actually noticed something at the party scene on my small laptop computer. Oh, yes. Uh, Andre McKenzie. Yeah. Chris Rock's son. Yeah. He's, he's, he's at the party. He doesn't get any lines or any involvement in the party, but he's the address is MC Hammer, I think. Shit, I've never noticed that. You got a new yeah. thing. Congratulations, bro. Thank you. Although, it's an 80s theme party and MC Hammer's from the 90s, so I might be wrong. But he's wearing like an MC Hammer looking suit. Right. Is he wearing what appears to be maternity pants? Because that was sort of the... Uh, well, a, the lot of the shot, a lot of the shot is from the midriff up. Mm. He's, he's in two shots. And uh, and it's sort of, but he, you know, those sort of those shoulder pads which go out over the shoulder a bit, yeah, like a yeah. little ledge over the shoulder. That that was MC Hammer, wasn't it? Michael Jackson had a suit that looked like that. I think for um, what album was it? No, I can't but remember. They wouldn't, they wouldn't have made a Michael Jackson because his little brother is Michael Jackson. That's right. Good point. Yeah, yeah. And Roddy. what a Michael Jackson he is. Hey, yeah, he's great. Also, I want to bring something up with you, mate. Um. Guy Montgomery, did you know that in the 20 times we've watched Grown Ups 2, we've misinterpreted one of the last bits of the film? Who have you been talking to? Just me. Just old Timbo. Just the right side of the brain. Hear me out. You know when they're at Lamonsoft's mum's house eating eggs at the end of the party and she pulls out a photo album... And they bust out a photo of what looks like, uh, I think his name's OJ, the guy with the weird eyes and stuff. It's not. It's Lamonsoff. Because under it, it says Eric. 
That's just what no. he looked like as a kid. That, no. Yes. That can't be right. You go to the part of that movie and bring it up, it says Eric under it. It is him as a baby. He just accidentally used to look like that other guy who's in the movie with cross eyes. I'm, I'm doing eyes. it right now. <coughs> Tell me I'm wrong, bro, because I'm not. While you do that, I'm going to explain what my shining light of the film was this week as well. Um, it was quite a delight being able to watch it with some people in the room. And I'll admit there were a couple of giggles, but the giggles really petered out as the film went on and they realised, oh, this is it. And nothing struck them more than uh, the ending and being just a kind of vacuum of plot and storytelling. But the thing that was my shining light, the one thing that I enjoyed most in the viewing this time uh, was the shell necklace that Patrick Schwarzenegger is wearing. Because you don't see a lot of shell necklaces these days. They were pretty big in the late 90s and early 2000s. Don't get a lot of them these days. But I tell you what, on a big old screen like this, on a projector, really pops, really comes yeah, out really to play. Jumps. I quite like that. I also had another thought re-Patrick Schwarzenegger in this film. Uh, because Stone Cold Steve Austin is at the party. He's dressed as the Terminator. Yes. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder if that was an interesting experience for uh, for Patrick to, to, you know, to be acting against Stone Cold Steve Austin, dressed as his father's arguably most famous character. Yeah, I'm sure he's come up against that sort of situation quite a lot in his life. You know. And I was also wondering. I don't know if we've covered it before, but why? I've just found this thing, by the way. And Eric, it does say Eric, and next to it, it's the one about the American Scout Association, Eric Lamonsoff. But I don't think we've misread it. I think we just, like, I don't think it impacts the way you watch the movie, this little <laughs> No, detail. but you, you've got to admit, every time you see something that we've either got wrong or that's new, a new thing at this point in the game is golden buried treasure. Mm. You know? That's, what the, that's the juice, that's the sweet juice that we're after right now. Oh, that's the nectar. It's, it's the movie nectar. It's the good stuff. It's the it's it's the gold coins. It's the gold doubloon. It is the nectar of the gods. It's the milk and honey. <laughs> Fuck up. Dude. It is the tears of a unicorn. It's the tears of a unicorn. My my shining light was actually Shaq's entrance. I really enjoyed Shaq in this viewing. Cool. It's so it's so ludicrous. Is there? I was thinking that was another interesting thing. Um, when Shaq. Oh, he's, when he gives the guy the noogie, yeah, you know, uh, and I was like, I mean, obviously, I don't know that anyone would be proud to be in this movie, but that's a cool work story that that blonde actor got. He's like, oh, this one time when I was making this movie, Grown Ups Two, Shaquille O'Neal grabbed me by the scruff of the neck and gave me a noogie and then threw me over a building. I'd quite like that's to cool. Google that guy as we speak. What search terms do I put on? Because he's been in a lot of stuff and he's like a teen heartthrob. But he's also like he's 30 30, something. Yeah, he's like 35. Uh, Joe actually said, who watched a bit of the movie with me, that he was from Twilight as well. Apparently he's a vampire in, in Twilight, that guy. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, Emma, one of the friends who was here watching, told me that uh, Brayden Higgins is in The Hunger Games. But I didn't ask you which one. But he's a villain who goes and kills heaps of people. Which is weird, because I thought I'd seen both of those so far. But maybe I've only seen the first one. Evidently not. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, look, it wasn't going to be important. I can't wait for this this episode to be finished. D- hey, well, here's, here here's a I'm great thing. Old, I'm biking to an old abandoned hospital. Do you what? Where Hitler used to get treated. Shit. You're doing that um, grim 
what do they call it? Something tourism, like grim tourism, where you go to grim sites. Uh, abandoned buildings are pretty interesting, especially like abandoned sort of public service buildings. They've got this huge airport here that Hitler built, which is now just like a park. Like, I was running around an airport runway the other day. It's awesome. It's so, it's so cool. And apparently there was a bit of conflict over here because uh, some, some folks, some developers wanted to put a whole lot of luxury condos up there. But the German people of Berlin said, no, this is a public space. This is what makes Berlin so groovy. Do you know how cheap it is to live here? People pay like 400 euros a month to live in these awesome inner city apartments. 400 euros a month? Do you want some more good news? What? We're probably going to have to watch the movie like tomorrow. Oh. Oh, yeah. Because this is last week's. And that... Oh, oh, come on. This is exactly the response I was looking for. And I apologize, but it was like you were just so happy. You're so stoked. Why would you want to I don't make know. me less happy? I don't know. But I felt powerful in the moment, and now I feel terrible. Are we, are we doing it t- tomorrow? Or c- in fact, we'll, we'll organize the logistics later. Do you know what I'm doing tonight? I'm not, not going to let you bring me down. I'm going. Um, I'm doing this dining in the dark thing. Have you heard of this? No, tell me about dining in the you dark. To, Is it better or worse to... than Grown Ups 2? I can't say yet. I haven't done it, but I imagine it's better. You go to a restaurant, and uh, you you can either choose your food, you can order it, or you can just say "surprise me." Yeah. And then you get like you're in a holding pen when you do that, and then you get taken into the actual restaurant, and it's pitch black, and all of the staff are blind or visually impaired, and you eat the meal without being able to see anything. Wait, so it's been prepared blind as well as you eating it blind? I think no. I, it doesn't say the chefs are blind. Oh, just but the servers. Just the, the waiters and waitresses. But like, so the whole meal, you can't see anything. And if you don't know what you're eating, you it's like a different way of tasting. It's, it's amazing. so cool. Your senses would be heightened. That's so I know. awesome. And the other thing is, I'm going, there's like Have you got any allergies? Because going... I feel like this could go terribly wrong. No, nah, not that I know of. It'd be a pretty funny way to find out. Let's find out. Let's spin the dice. Like not eight other dice, people the wheel. I'm dining with. So there's nine people. And it will change the whole way you have conversation at dinner. Because so much of conversation is based on like visual cues and body language, and this will be like, it's, I don't know, I don't know what to expect. I'm just so excited. You'd be sniffing around for pheromones, trying to detect clues as to where the people are picking up what you're putting down. <laughs> That's how it works from here on in. Did you <laughs> actually get? Did you did you actually give me a shining light this week? It was Shaq's entrance. Oh, he yeah. walks around from behind a school bus and says. Who was with the school bus? Was with the school pull, bus, and then pulls a gun on everyone. Yes, which is as, as, as we've discussed, that it st- might have been off mic, but as we've discussed in the past, he's a cop. He cocks the gun. That's a loaded gun, ready to go. That he's just waving at his mates at I that know. point. And then he stops a tire with his dick. He stops a massive tire rolling through the city with his dick. It's always and struck then, me as weird too. I think they CGI'd it a slightly wrong height. And so, like, he thought it was going to hit a, above, but it, it hits his dick. And that yeah, moose yeah. hits Taylor Lautner's dick, too. Everything's hitting dicks, yeah. but they seem to ignore it. I also had a theory when I watched it today. I can't remember if we've talked about it before, but that Officer Dante is in love with Shaquille O'Neal. Yes, yes, you brought that up, I think, in the last episode, if memory serves. I see. Yeah, the, well, I was there's the hand-holding. again today. The hand-holding and the nipple cleaning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Somebody call the police. We're, We're already, already here. here. 
It's a great movie. Guy Williams. Guy Williams must have watched the movie recently. He did a tweet at us saying he liked the the one of Officer Dante's scenes. For some reason, yeah, it was the first time he says, "I am the law." Um, yeah. Apparently, he must have been watching it tonight because he was he was tweeting pretty much when we were watching, right? So I'm not sure what he's up to with his life because I mean he's a he's a working comedian on TV every week. He's got his uh, radio show, high rating. Isn't he? Isn't he successful? Yeah. Isn't he going? Isn't aren't things going well for Guy Williams? Good for him. You know, he worked S- hard. You deserve that. He gave me my first gig. Did he? Did yeah, he really? I opened, I opened for him and Joseph Harper in Auckland. Is that I did fucking a, right? I did a joke about um, I did a joke about personalised license plates. I think I remember your bit about personalised license plates. Is that about sexy dads? Yeah, it's a good bit. Remember that bit? It's a real good bit. <laughs> Thank you. Good on you, Guy Montgomery. I don't do it anymore. No, you don't. Now you've gotten all embarrassed. Look at you. Look at you, Guy. I'm just be, looking. Be proud of I'm your bit. At, I'm looking at my body. I'm not wearing a shirt because it's yeah. 30 degrees. I wasn't going to bring that up, but you do appear naked. Uh, this whole Skype <sighs> conversation has been conducted in a manner where you, you do appear naked to me. I'm wearing boxes. Well, we're all grateful for that guy. Aren't uh, we? And on that beautiful note, I think that might be our episode today. Do you have anything you would like to add before we go? Uh, no, not really. Sorry it took so long, guys. Yeah, um, apologies for that. But hey, look, we'll put ourselves through the misery, like probably tomorrow, if not the next yeah. day. We'll do a catch very, up. Very positive tone in this episode, I feel like. We were both in quite a good mood. Yeah, well, I think it's important we attempt a bit of light and shade, you know, because otherwise no one wants to hear two guys being depressed about their lives for 52 episodes in a row. Or do they? Leave your feedback. Well, it's hard. it's hard to say. Would love some feedback. Actually, I mean, that's an idea. Is on the Facebook page, why don't we get people to sort of say bits that they like and we can tailor our What, of the movie? Oh, of the podcast. Of the podcast. We can tailor our, our content to their tastes. Fuck that, it's mate. Of- Fuck that. Yeah. That's how yeah. the slippery slope of Adam Sandler's career began going down the shitter. He started listening to other people. You can't pander to the crowd guy. You can't do it. You've got to be about the integrity of the project, okay. and you've got to trust you know, your heart. Do you know what? First of all, this project has no integrity. Second of all, people how, listen. How dare you? Can you? Still, you can still post your feedback, and while Tim will rudely ignore it, I will, I will just very craftily shoehorn it into the podcast. How dare you, sir? How very dare you, sir? All right, let's call it. Hey, that was episode 22 of The Worst Idea of All Time. Thank you so much for listening, and remember to live every moment. And love every day. Because before you know it, your precious time time slips slips away. away. Lovely, lovely. Good night. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale, starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? 
go stream something new on Hulu. So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media. Source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. 